Hello everyone and welcome to the Chit Chat Gaming Podcast. Today I wanted to give my favourite game of all time a review and see if it's as good as I really think it is. For anyone that doesn't know, Tomb Raider Underworld was released in 2008 and was the last game in the LAU trilogy. Uh, kind of, because there were Lara Croft spin-offs that came after that and were in the same timeline, but let's forget about those because they're not really canon. Tomb Raider Underworld is also one of the last more traditional Tomb Raider games before 2013, had changed the Tomb Raider formula completely, but all that aside, let's get into this review. So as always, I want to talk about the story first. The story first starts off with Lara in the Mediterranean Sea, trying to find the path to Avalon despite Zip and Alistair being concerned that it's just a story that Amanda made up at the end of Tomb Raider Legend. When exploring the ruins, Lara encounters a large kraken that she will then need to kill in order to progress, and so she drops this huge chandelier with spikes on it, which was conveniently placed on top of the kraken. Lara eventually finds one of Four's gauntlets and takes it for herself, but encounters some of Amanda's men who want the gauntlet for for themselves. Lara is then knocked out by one of them and wakes up with the entrance blocked off by one of the men. Lara then makes her way out of the ruins to infiltrate Amanda's ship, where she later finds out that she is the only person who is able to use Thor's gauntlet, and that Amanda has imprisoned Natla, who makes a return from Tomb Raider Anniversary. Natla then reveals to Lara that her mother didn't go to Niflheim, but she went to Helheim instead. Just before Natla leaves, she then tells Lara that her answer is in Thailand. So, as you guessed it, Lara then makes her way over to Thailand and makes her way through the ruins, she then notes, finds a note left by her father, which shows that he had tricked Natla and destroyed the map. Lara then gets a hint of where her father had hidden some of the information. We make our way back to Croft Manor, where we find a secret entrance under her grandfather's coffin, which eventually leads to the room where Lara's father, Richard, had left the information. Richard had also retrieved another one of Thor's gauntlets, which meant Lara has now obtained both of them, and makes her way back to the ground floor of the manor. All of a sudden, the manor is under attack, with the building collapsing and catching fire. Zip then becomes very hostile towards Lara, attempting to shoot her on the spot, and says that someone that looked like her had opened the vault using the retina scanner and took Amanda's wraithstone. Lara also notices that Alistair is not with them, so she goes back to look at the CCTV footage to see what had happened. She then sees a mysterious figure looking at her from the other side of the glass and she wonders what what it is and discovers that she has another doppelganger. The doppelganger also quickly shoots Alistair and kills him, which is a pleasing moment, and then quickly beats up Lara too. Lara then heads outside of the manor to find Zip and Winston both upset by Alistair's death, but F- Lara is focused on finding her mother and insists to go into southern Mexico to get Thor's belt rather than, you know, grieving the loss of a friend. There's not much going on story-wise in southern Mexico, but when Lara exits the ruins with Thor's belt and Zip uh, informs her that Thor's hammer is located at the John Mayan Island. When Lara first arrives at the island, Zip finds out that Amanda has another ship located on in Thailand, which means that they are both aware of the current location. Lara then makes her way through the island that if infested that is infested with frost, sorry, 
and makes and manages to take Thor's hammer for herself in a pretty cool looking cutscene, may I just add. She then makes her way back to Amanda's ship where she is pretty much out for everyone's blood. Like seriously, she just swings around the hammer like it's a toy and straight up murders everyone on board like, are you okay, Lara? Jeez. Nala is then pleased to see Lara once again and is then asked to be freed from Amanda's captivity. All hell breaks loose and Lara pretty much tries to take out Amanda, the doppelganger and even Natla, but she stops herself from taking out Natla when she remembers that she needs her in order to get to Helheim. Once this happens, it's off to the Arctic Sea. During the level, Lara finds her dead mother, Amelia Croft, and Lara is then forced to kill her. Natla then appears with the doppelganger attempting to kill Lara, but is then saved by Amanda, who is willing to help Lara take down Natla, since the Midgard Serpent will literally tear the world apart, and they can't let this happen. When Lara catches up to Natla, she just gives you a generic bad guy speech, and Lara manages to stop Natla. Once this happened, Lara pretty much throws Thor's hammer at Natla, which pretty much knocks her out, and that's the last we ever saw of the hammer, unfortunately. Lara and Amanda need to find an escape room and finds uh, escape from the room, sorry, and <laughs> finds another Norse connection to get out. Luckily, they both manage to escape, and the game ends with Lara finding the answer to her mother's death. Overall, I think the story for this game is okay. It's simple whilst having enough interesting plot points to follow, and Tomb Raider doesn't really need that much story in order to make an interesting game, as it focuses primarily on the gameplay and uh, compared I can't speak today so sorry about that (laughs) and compared to Tomb Raider Legend the story took a backseat which I prefer as it gave me more time to play with the game and uh, the story is a little bit just oh here's one location you go to another you go to another you go to another it's just it's a bit much sometimes but hey ho So now I'm going to talk a little bit about gameplay. And for a start, I feel like Tomb Raider Underworld introduced you to the gameplay mechanics quite well, with Croft Manor prologue showing you to do, how to do the basic movements, such as jumping, rolling, climbing, and using the grapple function. However, I do feel as if we should have had Croft Manor like it was in the classics in order to get used to the mechanics, rather than doing it all in one big set piece. This way it could have helped more players come to grips with the other forms of traversal, Traversal? Gosh, I really can't speak! Uh, Such as balancing on beams, shooting mechanics and swimming, which isn't first taught in this stage. I know it's a little bit of a nitpick thing to say, but I feel like this could have helped make it overall a bit better. In the first level, which is the Mediterranean Sea... Oh god, I am so sorry, my speech is terrible today. Uh, I feel like... The large open water area was mainly done for some eye candy for the player. This is partially due to the fact that you're given a rebreather that then allows Lara to stay underwater for however however long she wants to, and then that also means that you don't risk the chance of death, unless you're eaten alive by sharks, which you really don't want. However, something that I think Tomb Raider Underworld does quite well is that the locations feel very isolated and abandoned, which gives the same kind of atmosphere that the classics had and definitely turns it into an accidental horror game at certain times. 
The Kraken at the beginning definitely scared me when I first played it. Mainly because when you first enter the level, you feel like you're not alone in the ocean. And then BAM! Massive Kraken appears. I will admit that I think some of the puzzles and traversal... Tra ugh, I really can't do this again. I will admit that I think some of the puzzles and traversal in the first level are quite basic. But I don't think it's a terrible decision to have it that way since it's the first level you get to fully explore. The second level is Coastal Thailand and it is one of my favourite levels ever in a Tomb Raider game and quite possibly my favourite level in all of gaming. Coastal Thailand is pretty much a long classic level with no loading screens in between and it definitely helps you feel like there is a sense of progression in this level but it only really applies this level and southern Mexico, but we'll get into that in a bit. In this level, your only enemies are pretty much the environment, which gives back that classic Tomb Raider feel, rather than gunning down hundreds of human enemies like you did in Tomb Raider Legend. In Coastal Thailand, you have big lizards and tigers to fight off, which is pretty much more believable to find in the ruins compared to hundreds of human enemies scattered around the map. It was quite fun completing puzzles to get further into the ruins and definitely required you to use everything in your skill set. The third level is Croft Manor and honestly, compared to Coastal Thailand, it's quite a downgrade in terms of quality. You spend your time in the underground of Croft Manor, which I don't mind, but the variety of puzzles is definitely lacking, but pretty much being a one-off stage, so that was quite unfortunate. The fourth level is Southern Mexico, which is quite similar in quality to coastal Thailand, with it being quite large in terms of size and feeling like another classic level. You start from the outskirts of the level and work your way in with plenty of puzzles and traversal. I absolutely love the fact that they gave Lara her bike back so you can start riding around the level, and also the moment when you had to rush to the ruins before time ran out definitely got me at the edge of my seat. The traps that you encounter when you get further into the ruins are also great, and challenges you to remember your skill set and use it to your advantage. Then when you complete that puzzle, you'll go even further into the ruins and fight off thralls while solving some puzzles to get into get to Thor's belt. The fifth level is John Mine Island, and honestly it's a bit weak compared to Southern Mexico, and whilst that, uh, there's not that many puzzles to solve other than the start, it challenges the player to make sure they're aware of their skill set and use it effectively to, in order to move forward. I do actually quite like the idea of the level that, uh, of a level that challenges the player more on traversal though, so I think that's one of the saver graces for your fifth level. You then have Amanda's ship as a level, but all that is is just Lara swing Force Hammer around like it's a toy and pretty much murdering everyone in sight. So, you know, other than that, um, <clears throat> not that interesting. <laughs> the final level is Arctic Sea, which again is kind of lacklustre. You have a puzzle at the start to enter the level, but after that it just kind of turns into a swing force hammer around each corner until it's over level. It's quite sad knowing that that's what you have to do in order to reach the end. But there's a pretty cool puzzle that you have to solve in order to defeat Natla which I didn't expect because every Tomb Raider boss fight before this, you actually engage with the boss rather than running away from them. But hey-ho, I found it fun. I will say that the transitions for Lara when going from move to move is quite stiff and not as fluid as Tomb Raider Legend or Anniversary. This is quite off considering that it is the last game of the trilogy. I will also note that Lara herself is a bit glitchy. Sometimes when I wanted to make a simple drop down from a higher platform to a lower one, she would just die, 
lot on the floor and I'll just go girl how much did you lose like how did you lose so much health it was such a tiny drop like there's a part in coastal Thailand um and uh, it's nearby the swings when you try and get all the stuff off the lever I, I don't know what you would call it <laughs> in order to drop down uh it's by the stone stone wall area and I, and you would literally drop from the top to the bottom and sometimes she'll die and sometimes she wouldn't I'll go what why why was that the case <laughs> I also had a moment in John Mine Island where Lara's animations for some unknown reason went quite stiff and robotic which made it look very unnatural and made it kind of painful to control too but I'm not sure if I was the only person who had that issue Lara herself isn't that hard to control and she responds to what you do but sometimes it can be quite frustrating when you want to do a drop down to the floor which is a couple of centimetres off the ground and Lara will just die on the spot. Overall, I think Tomb Raider Underworld was a good way forward for the Tomb Raider franchise since it took a lot of the old classic Tomb Raider formula and added a more modern twist to it. This is a good thing because it shows that Crystal Dynamics had managed to stay true to the Tomb Raider franchise whilst also reaching out to a wider audience. I think that the mechanics are also easy to pick up on and therefore it's not super stressful to the player and it has a satisfying ending to the LAU trilogy. However, I do wish it had a little bit more time for development with a few of the bugs that were kind of overcrowding the overall gameplay. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of the Chit Chat Gaming Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please do share this episode as it helps me out a ton and I will see you again soon. Bye bye! (laughs) 